In, in local news, uh, Last of Us 2 <laughs> tops June MPD sales charts. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's actually start the podcast, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, we, the podcast got started a long time ago. I don't know where you're at. Like, <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, I, I enjoy this regardless. I mean, that's why I like doing the podcast because I get to talk to you guys. But um, And I also... I don't get to talk about gaming industry much with uh, people, so uh, it's kind of cool to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's funny, right? Like, uh, I think I already had said this before. Like, we all the video games that we get, um, it's it's funny to me that we see that gaming gets pushed forward in consoles with the quote unquote weaker system. You know, like they're the ones that are trying to revolutionize gaming and find new ways to make games more than on the pc side like everything that comes to pc comes to consoles right so most everybody's just con concentrating on multi-platform games trying to make as much profit trying to just okay what can i make that's gonna sell right mm -hmm. but the console when when you look at exclusives and then i'm just singling out sony just because you know as much as i like Microsoft exclusives like Halo and Gears, um, they 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 seem to not want to evolve their formulas, or they seem to not want to take chances with new kind of like ways to develop gaming or ways to develop um, you know a game itself. Because when you look at like Last of Us Two, you look at God of War, and you can see how far they can push the system and what kind of world they can give you visually and gameplay wise like they're they're stuck with this like with this set much power right so they have to get creative they have to find other ways to push this the limit of the hardware um further you know like so so they have a limit but they have to make that limit efficient so they have to make they have to that's why you when you get when you get to see a game like last of us 2 how pretty and beautiful it looks same thing with uh ghost of tsushima and god of war I mean, Death Stranding is a beautiful game too. Um, when you get to see how they push, like, how they push this at the last two years of the console cycle, imagine what they're gonna be able to push on the PS5, um, Xbox Series X, which I'm hoping that they do exclusives, you know? Um, like, to think what they're gonna be able, capable to push further with such a system, I'm 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 mostly looking forward to that because I wish like there were more PC exclusive games that would be like okay this is the reason you want to have this custom expensive computer because you can only play this game on here and this game is like nothing you've ever played before or like yeah, this well, I think so, that's a weird thing to hope for well okay so PC is that though but the thing is is there's not there it's the question about if there's is there's an ample amount of people that want that experience though i mean like i can't i i find experiences like vr for example uh and other immersion simu like simulations and all that stuff only accessible through currently through pc um and so that's like my reason if i were ever to upgrade my pc it would probably be to have a better system for either vr or some kind of you know, to visual, like, for example, also MMOs um, are a lot more popular on PC. So I think 
I would, that would be the only reason I would upgrade my PC because currently I would just, I mean, why upgrade your PC when you're just going to play a game that's going to be on a console that's going to, you know, be cheaper than to upgrade a PC. So for me, it's, it's actually interesting because you don't, at this point, you're not, I, I'm per, pretty much not really looking to upgrade my PC for games rather, but for very exclusive situations. Um, and I don't think, I mean, I used to be in the camp where I'm like, I just want to play all my games on PC because it just feels cool, like, and everything. But I, I don't know, nowadays, it's like, what's the point? <laughs> Besides wow. the very rare game. I mean, you know, there's MMOs for sure. It's going to be something you probably not be able to play anywhere else. But, um, yeah, it's it's becoming a lot uh, a lot less of, with the titles that you can actually enjoy. I, you know what's funny too like one of the things i used to love my computer for was to play like backwards compatible games right like always go back to playing um older games and i was trying to play my far cry 2 game and it's not compatible with the amount of cores that i have so the game doesn't start oh, yeah. <laughs> so then i have to find a different like uh i have to find a workaround that i'm launching it only on like four cores and yeah stuff. so well, actually you know what? Uh, what's funny you say that is there's some games that I've also tried to play, and I actually the only way for me to be able to play them is to emulate an older older computer on my computer, uh, and then that's the only way. So you're, you, I'll be running a virtual computer to play a game on my computer, um, and yeah. that's what. <laughs> it's, it, it's crazy and that's funny because that's the reason that i never wanted to upgrade to windows 10 like i always wanted windows 7 because windows 7 was so stable with most of old games right like uh yeah. so i was okay with not upgrading and recently i had to upgrade just because first of all my my cpu is not longer windows 7 compatible <laughs> and oh, no. then so my parts were no longer compatible you know so like at that point what am i left of like i have to upgrade right so I thought that was kind of funny that, <laughs> that man, cause I love computers and I love how the systems themselves. Right. But I don't know. I, I, yeah. I guess, I guess there's no, see, like I love computers and I love how far you can push them, but like, it's all about when it comes to gaming for me, right. It's all about the experience I get from the game i'm playing and i think that's mostly relatively true to everyone to some mm -hmm. degree because if you add frames right it feels better if you add resolution and add a little more graphic details it adds enhancement um visually and it adds fidelity but if that's all there is i don't think having a super powerful computer to game it's like a necessity anymore, uh, especially with the new consoles that are coming out when they're like, they're basically having like a very high, when you buy a new console, you're basically buying a high end computer for gaming essentially to some degree. So for most people, I think they'll just buy a console nowadays, then they're going to go ahead and upgrade all their computer parts because they'd rather just save the money and then why not? Because the experience itself, I don't think it's going to be as as different anymore. I feel like you're going to get very similar experiences whether you play it on the computer or you play it on the console. 
You guys, you guys have said a lot of things. So, uh, one point I want to bring up first is, I think it's weird, and even wrong, that you think that you would hope for more exclusivity in general. Like when you said, "I hope you, you wished PC had more better exclusives," or that you had that Microsoft had better exclusives. It's like, I hope exclusives would be done for forever. I, you made an argument to me a long time ago that how the reason PlayStation 4 exclusives are so good is because they are exclusives, and so that helps drive with funding or something like that. I, and that's just a statement you can't refute because we don't know unless it was the other way around. So, so I think. So I think. First of all, there's more to that, but go ahead. always is very anti-consumer, and really, I don't think we should have them anymore going forward. Like, there's just no real good reason for them. I think the good developers are going to be good developers. Uh, the only real reasons, their legitimate reasons I have found for exclusive video games is um, generally making a video game for the console is like you're making it tailored to the console. And, and, and whenever there have been console games that have been ported to PC, they always like they tend to run worse for that reason. Is because they weren't tailor made for the PC. That that's the that's actually the exact reason why um, it's kind of concerning if there was no exclusive, like uh, no exclusive titles, because then because you're developing it, it's it's tough because you're developing for more than just one console, right? So like you would for one increase the the time and the money uh, that goes to create a title because you're having to make it um, work with all the consoles. So then the way to alleviate that is just to have one console, which is kind of what PC is. But then, you know, you have all these people still wanting to make money, so then they're competing, which then you remove the whole competition, which is healthy. So then you won't, then you're left in kind of a social, kind of a socialist kind of light where, um, nobody does any better than the other one, and they just kind of uh, have a monopoly on the whole thing, and they only charge one price for, you know, that's probably ex twice or three times as much as we pay now. Um, so it comes down to healthy competition. It comes down to resources and the time that takes for, um, you know, these, these games to be developed. It comes down to people not wanting to give up their rights to the titles. So obviously if you have... Because Nintendo is very close with their um, games, and as well as Microsoft, you know that's really what sells consoles is there's exclusives um, in the beginning. Um, as much as I do want, I mean, I'm all for what you're saying. I want there to be just I don't, one I don't console think that's I buy. I don't think that's healthy competition because the competition's already there. Like for example, Activision makes Call of Duty or makes these games that are available for all platforms. So by that definition, they have more revenue streams than, let's say, Naughty Dog. But Naughty Dog still shits on them because they make better games. So the company that still makes better games still gets the money. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, but it's down to the Naughty Dog games are exclusives. I mean, sure. But if they weren't, I, they would still make more money because they make better games. Yeah, no, that, that is true. But you're still having to make it work on all the consoles and that's that's gonna that's gonna remove 
from the cost that goes into making it a quality game. I feel like it will uh, bring down the quality, yeah. Yeah, because it, it, you only get so much money for... Well, actually, then again, when you think about it, if you're... Then all the consoles will have to pay, like, uh, uh, in order to get that ported. So if you're a console that doesn't have that port, then you're suffering. So they might actually get more money to help develop that game. But then what's the point of that? You know, then you're just having people... Um, fighting over, okay, I need to make enough money in my company to be able to have support this game, when instead they can just be like, well, I'll just go back to the exclusives, uh, because the exclusive, the only person that's benefiting with the exclusives are either the people that own that console or the manufacturer or the you know the developer, um, and it's it goes down to just how how that works, you know, and, and what you're talking about is. Um, Kind of going against what uh, what the developers like, just the market is what it is. You know, and unfortunately, it's a business, and they're out to make money um, to buy those fancy vehicles, right? So, and and all the drugs. Um, <laughs> Don't forget so, about the girls. But no, that that's an I honestly that's an excellent topic, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's a really like it really makes us analyze it and think because I can see where you're coming from. Um, and I can agree on that too. I like you, you would think that if like, for example, like you said, Activision, um, being able to have all those titles on one of those, and it's still a very, um, well-selling developer, right? Like they have so many titles, uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, but not all developers are able to reach that kind of thing. Cause that's kind of an umbrella of, uh, you know, there's there's a lot a lot of individuals that are under or a lot of companies that are under Activision or a lot of developers, I should say. So, but even even though there's so many there, you have better sales on Naughty Dog because of their quality. You know, like you said, so uh, that would be interesting if we were able to see that all available. It's and honestly, it would hurt the console sales because then people would say, "Well, this game actually looks a lot better on this this console." Then I'm not going to buy that console for this game. I'm going to buy this console. And then everyone would expect the game to always look better on that console. I mean, yeah, but like, so I want to make a quick point also with, with, uh, I don't think that the hurdles between making a game for a console and PC would be such a huge hurdle. I don't, I don't think that that would be that hard to do just because like we, all three of us, we can download a game right now on steam and it'll work for all three of us. We all have, I have a 1080 Ti, John, uh, Light has a 2080 and a Ryzen. I have a C, uh, I, I7 4770. I don't know what parts you have, but we all have different computers. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand how the hurdle to make a game for both consoles and PC would be that huge. Well, because then, what a console is, is a PC. Yeah. Unless my, con- unless my yeah. computer was running Mac. So no, the the difference is the architecture. The it's PlayStation the architecture, architecture yeah. is vastly different than the the Xbox, and the Xbox architecture is strangely not as different than the PC, but it's still different. Um, which which means that only certain, um, you know, you have to the developers actually have to go and take somewhat kind of courses and everything to learn how to develop for specific architectures. Um, and so you basically, and, and it's not like it really is a big deal. I mean, they could easily probably take a course, learn it in a month and then be like, oh yeah, I understand the differences because what they do is they have the whole team go and learn only their specific differences that affect them. And then, oh, Hey, what do you know? Now I can develop for, 
you know, this company or this, uh, this architecture. Um, so that's why ports, um, don't always happen all the time. Um, and because it costs money and the reason why it costs money is because people have to put time into converting code. Um, I mean, just look at the difference between C sharp and JavaScript. I mean, that's the difference between that. And then on top of that, um, with the difference in the coding style, or it's actually C++ for most game consoles, but different that you also have libraries that you're, you know, having to adjust and be like, okay, I can't access this library anymore. And this very specific, simple, like script, I have to now access a different library. So they have to go through and it's not necessarily, and, and, and it is sometimes the capability of the console actually, because they might, for example, not have a specific shader that gives a game that look that they need. So they might actually have to build it from the ground up. They have to build that specific shader to make it look like um, the game that was originally for another one to be able to port it correctly. And that uh, because of how each library handles things differently, um, that's why you see a lot of bugs in it. Because it, when you port over a title, you're literally going line for line and just fighting with errors constantly until you have a running game. But some of those errors don't populate because, for example, if you fill up a system cache uh, too much, then it starts popping errors, and then you have a thing called an overflow. And then you have to con you have to um, handle that specific to the engine you're working with. Um, and as far as that goes, I'm not sure because I haven't really experienced all that much But when it comes to that. But it, there is these little tiny intricacies that um, can really make or break a port, um, which is down to the architecture and how you develop for it. It's also, I think, another thing for the exclusives. Like, okay, if we were to say everybody gets this game, right? Like many multi-platform games. And then there's no exclusives. So what is... So Sony. And I want to say right, right before you go. Okay. Obviously, there are there's still going to be some exclusives just because I feel like it's hard to, for example, port Age of Empires or StarCraft into console. I think the. I mean, they're 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 keyboard and mouse compatible though. Oh, then that's fine. Yeah, I don't see it. Okay, all right, go on. Um. So. Okay, so if you were if you want to remove exclusives and have no exclusives, right? Essentially, you're also gonna get rid of selling most consoles. So you're gonna lose a lot of console sales. Um, oh. It can also reduce. I feel like it could reduce the innovation to some degree, just because if you're trying to show you that you are the best of the best, like on Last of Us Two, like on God of War. Um, and then Microsoft, because when you're competing, like I'm talking about what we have now, when you have a competition, right? You have Nintendo, and then you have Microsoft, Sony, and computer, right? But computer is still Microsoft mostly because they all go into Windows 10 or Windows. Uh, because Mac, I mean, look at the Mac gaming. I'm sure people don't buy Macs for gaming, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anybody that does, to be honest. Yeah. So when you start looking at, at that and you want to remove the exclusives, so if you can play last, like if Sony just becomes a developer instead of um, a manufacturer, right? It, it would be kind of like, I feel like their quality wouldn't stand and it'd be kind of like most of their movies. Like some of their movies are not very good. Some of them are pretty good, but there's no, 
there isn't any quality check anymore because at that point they just they just want to sell something and if they can sell it by title they will uh, but a lot of the things that Sony likes to do at least with the exclusives is they give the developers themselves just the money and it makes them do the decision of what they're developing um, because the developers have proven themselves that they're capable to do something right but when you have Sony as a pure as a pure publisher here um, they can take they don't have to take chances with any kind of studio like that anymore they just would say okay we're just gonna give money to this studio this amount of money this amount of money this amount of money this amount of money to this amount of studios and that's it um, hopefully one of them sells and that they no longer have to worry about basically having a fail exclusive not selling like they no longer have to worry about that because there's going to be another one that they can rely on and so forth so the amount of money that they can put into a game I feel like it would be a lot less um, because they have a lot less to gain from it to some degree because if you can showcase a console seller like Last of Us 2 God of War and so on and then you can say okay my new console is not only going to have these exclusives but it's going to have this really cool haptic feedback control that the competition is not having so then you you kind of like because all of it is like a business right so you're trying to have you're trying to sell your console but if you're trying to remove the console factor out of there it, I feel like it will remove aspects of Sony taking chances with a lot of things like that like they're no longer gonna want to innovate things they're no longer gonna worry because at that point they might as well just move to mobile gaming and just make games on mobile and if you're just trying to make money because um, so actually just to mention um, that's it a lot of those are developed in unity and unity um, could easily make exclusive uh, a cross-platform with just like an easy press of like okay I'm gonna export for this console yeah. Um, interesting, and I and I think it's down to if we really want the and and I'll be quick on this. If uh, we if we really want the exclusivity, we we need to probably limit the the engines that we use on, because that is also another um, point in which um, causes some um, delay in in the whole development process when people um, have to switch engines just to develop on a specific console or, and, and actually I think because we, you know, we have Unreal Engine on all, pretty much all the consoles and it's it's down to learning that specific engine because I think it is down to um, learning the engine and then also exporting it to the console. Um, and maybe not everybody, like for example, a lot of those, a lot of those exclusive games are, are on their own built engines and uh, having to develop that engine itself to a specific uh console is is i think what's the limiting factor yeah because at that point like the last of us engine right like they're gonna have to find a way to port that into xbox into computer um the engine the reason that you're getting um the horizon port and then the death stranding port is because they were developed on um on, on the gorilla engine that they did decima and the decima engine was based on PC architecture um, as with mine if I remember correctly so that's why you get to see like some PS exclusives going to computer because they're using the Decima engine and the engine is very well done because I think they want to sell that engine I think 
but I'm not sure. Um, so we'll see. We see more games on the Decima engine, you know, the Horizon engine, because I think that engine is beautiful. But yeah, uh, it is. But so it, I want to bring up a couple things. Uh, are you done or no? Well, uh, I wasn't really done too, I'll but I'm almost done. But yeah, if you want to just get rid of exclusives, I feel like it will definitely lose um, a lot of a lot of the quality we get with the exclusives. I feel like it's going to go down, and and you get to see that on the P, on the Xbox side, uh, sad as it is. Um, just look at Halo Five, um, <laughs> to to say the least. Uh, as a Sea of Thieves, I'm not saying that it's a terrible game, but it's not. We had our fun in it. <laughs> it's not the best game. So when you start yeah. looking at the competition that they, they no longer care about exclusivity and you get to see what they do with their games that are technically exclusive but they bring to PC and you see the quality drop, what's going to stop the other ones from dropping once they go through the same route? And that's the reason that I kind of like, I kind of want to see exclusives on the Xbox side and on the Sony side. Um, just because if they can see what if they're competing against each other to some degree I feel like they're willing to put more work they're willing to put higher to push higher quality because you're expecting to beat the other ones right but if you're gonna like do like it like look look at look at Activision how much they they milk um, Call of Duty until they updated their engine um, and that was the fans pushing for the upgrade because it was after Activision they wouldn't have done it, but that but like they basically developed what it eight hour campaign game and then just a multiplayer balance imbalance mess sometimes, <laughs> and that's what you would get like if you want I feel like this is what we're gonna end up getting more Call of Duties type of quality more Halo Five type of quality um, like. Look at Crackdown. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, like I feel like like Microsoft stopped giving a shit about exclusives, and then this is what they have done with the ones that they do have. Um, and they're obviously still selling and getting money from it, or else they would have changed their strategy. So if 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 they if they're not caring about it, and nobody and they're still selling games, I expect quality to drop. Um, just in general and I would not want that I want quality to remain and if a friendly exclusivity deal it's the reason that it keeps those games on higher quality than most I mean as shitty as it is it's like if that is what's going to take because if you can promise me that that there's that if you go no exclusives everybody gets to play last of us across all platforms and the re remainder of the quality stays there. I mean, who who wouldn't want that? Because ev who the, every developer wants everyone who can to play their game. Like they they're not because they want to showcase what they're capable of doing, and that's just logical, right? Because because it would be nice that everybody everybody gets like a McLaren, right? <laughs> It'd be nice everybody gets a Lamborghini if we like, you know, everybody gets one. Everybody gets everything. I mean, that's a nice world, but unfortunately, I feel like the Lamborghini that you're going to get, it might be missing a couple parts <laughs> just to be able to give the Lamborghini to everyone. That's how I kind of see it. 
Um, hey, that's uh, a lot of the time. That's how you save on those expensive cars. Is you buy one that's missing a couple parts. <laughs> but that's but yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but but that's my that's that would be like my main point. And... So I I understand that of competition, right? But I don't think that really applies to 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 studios because look, Naughty Dog makes good games very high quality high fidelity whatever whatever and they sell well and it's exclusive right what what's isn't if i remember correctly cd project red is the most successful game company right now it has been for a while and they make uh, all their games are multi-platform all their games are high quality and high fidelity and they sell but but they were so, selling yeah, that, that on was... computer exclusively at first so they had to find success on exclusives before they decide to go multi-platform. And also that through that success, you get funding. And so a lot of time it's the funding that dictates what consoles it's being put onto. Okay, but wouldn't that success continue? Because if you make a good game, it sells well, you want an exclusive, so they get funding, so they can make an even better game that'll reach a, cast a wider net and make more money. I mean, like I said, you would expect that, but there's plenty of examples that contradict that yeah a lot of the game like there's plenty of games that are freaking phenomenal but they've never left the consoles like zelda games you know there's like some zelda games um you know there's 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 ones that and that's primarily down to who the first first party it is to that title um, it really is dependent on that and obviously they hold on to that because you know, it's it's their little little monopoly on that uh, that um, you know. Right. Aren't monopolies bad? Like, yes. Oh, so monopolies are not bad, or they're only bad for the consumer. So exactly. yeah, consumer, so yeah. they're bad. But it's also inherently also um, so it's somewhat good. So it's good and bad, and it comes down to how how micro and how macro you're looking at it. So your scope. Um, so for example, um, you want exclusives or you want a monopoly on, uh, intellectual property because that's your main selling point for consoles. Um, but you don't want a monopoly on the consoles themselves because then you have no inherent, uh, drive for advancement in technology or any improvements. And the only drive is when somebody, um, says, okay, or when nobody buys the console. Um, and we've obviously seen through many, uh, uh, you know, through all the games that we've seen that are really popular on, um, you know, coming out each year, like Call of Duty and stuff, there's very minimal change on those because people still buy them. Um, but that doesn't really call the same for consoles, but it really depends on the scope we're looking at. Um, Wouldn't that still be there? Because instead of it being, because from what I, from what, like what it looks like to me, it's, it's console, so Microsoft versus Sony. And then PC just sits in its own bubble. So wouldn't it just go from console v console to console v PC at that point? Because I don't think if you got rid of exclusives, that consoles would just suddenly disappear. There would be no, why would I get a PC or not? Or why would I get a console when a PC is better? I, I don't think that would be uh, such a, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Like that wouldn't be something that occurs to everyone. Well, I mean... Because Consoles buy that like consoles are very convenient. You just get yeah. it, plug it in, and you put the game in, and you're good to go. You don't After gotta wait about six computer. Computer. update. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's becoming a problem now for consoles. <laughs> all your games. I, I see what you're saying. But yeah, like, uh, the, the whole, like, the main appeal for consoles to me has always been it's, you know, it's compact, it's plug and play. Uh, you don't have to worry about it, really. If it ever has a problem, you just send it in and gets a fi- like get it fixed. You don't. It's very hands off. John could speak on that after how many how many attempts? Oh man, don't even bring <laughs> yeah. my red ring John, of death. White, White got six red uh, ring, red rings of death. I got one. No, yeah. it was I, more I than six, one. but it's okay. I got one, and when it came out, or when I got my one, I was already jumping on the next gen, so like it didn't matter to me. But you, you still send those in. Like you don't have to do the work, right? The PC requires work to make a good one. Yeah, you gotta pull it and for a good price. You gotta put it together. (laughs) So I I think that's always been the main appeal for consoles. You just get it. It's simple. You play. You work. You get home. You play a game for two hours. You hit the you know your middle but the the media button so it just pauses everything, and you put it on sleep. Just good to go. Yeah, and you know, uh, the thing too about consoles, and I know we're, we're kind of getting off topic the main thing, but consoles uh, are a big part of the success of games. I mean, if games are only available on PCs and no simpler, you know, versions have come out, um, it would, I don't think it would be as successful. Uh, and in, in any way, though, still PCs are why we have consoles too, like for games. Uh, but yeah, that was just my whole I mean, Essentially, a console is a gaming PC, so yeah, it's just yeah. A, it's just a specific, it's just specifically just for gaming, and me and entertainment. Like, um, but I don't know. I think that if there were to just get rid of exclusives, which always sounds like yes, let's get rid of barriers. It's always it's better for everyone. Um, that the case of quality dropping is will always be. A factor uh, you cannot because like I said like one of the big ones that I can point out to you is Microsoft just look at what they've done with their exclusives when they stop giving a damn about exclusivity uh, for example they 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 double down on the idea that there's not gonna be no Xbox Series X exclusives until two years from now uh, so that essentially they're basically trying to just keep everybody on the same hardware level so essentially there's no point there's not going to be no exclusives besides just maybe getting on the on the xbox side for two years so it already makes me think why would i buy an xbox series x um when i have my computer but if i didn't have my computer and i only like the xbox then i would obviously get one that would be like you know a very specific scenario um so when you get to see what Microsoft has done with their exclusives and then they use the quality just drop dramatically, what stops like any other ones from dropping as well? Uh, I, I just don't want quality of video games to drop just because we decide to go um, be, because I feel like when you also start adding other, because Tom did mention that, for example, in Unity, right, you have like, okay, export to this console, export to that, whatever, right? But yeah. not all engines are like that, and it's not like everybody's just going to use Unity or Unreal, 
because at mm-hmm. that po- at that point is like you're start you start losing variety as well. I feel like to some degree, because oh. at least you, you at least you got to see that on the uh, on the Xbox 360 era when every game that you know was Unreal Engine game, you know it was Unreal Engine. Like you could tell, <laughs> like. So <laughs> yeah, so like, so that's my fear. My fear is that when you decide to go ahead and then do kind of like, okay, everybody gets, everybody gets it. I feel like there's always going to be that worry of me. Everything's gonna look the same. I think that's it, a fallacy, though. I mean, it, it's it may be a fallacy, but we have seen it. it that 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 is a fallacy, just because. There's, but but just it, but it has you, happened. You're getting rid not? of barriers of entry. You're not getting rid of competition. But how do you, how do you, okay, because I'm thinking further than just, okay, the barriers are gone. It's like, how are we going to make this thing available for everyone? We have to have engine, a video game engine that's going to be able to go through every console. We have to have something that's compatible with everybody. We have to, like, so there's other things, and then to get rid of, you basically you when you get rid of barriers you also have to find ways to simplify those processes and then and then because if you don't simplify them if you decide to do like uh like if you have a particular engine like the last of us engine and you need to port that over to the xbox you have to make a engine that's going to be compatible with the xbox but if you don't have that engine at the moment you have to create one and then right now the only engines available would be Unreal Engine and the Unity Engine, and maybe there's a couple other ones that I don't know at the top of my head at this moment. But no, every single video game engine is gonna be able to just freely go into every console without an issue. So it's gonna create other issues that can result in less time developing the game and more time addressing other issues such as running the game at a better frame rate, be able to have every every console game try to run at the same stable frame rate, which is why when you go look, okay, how does this game run on the Xbox? How does this game run on the PS4? Okay, sometimes it runs better on the PS4. For most of the time, it has, unless it's the Xbox One X that has the extra horsepower, right? Um, <laughs> so when you start looking at those inconsistencies already, you also creating more like you're, you're bringing down the quality to some degree, like regardless, because you have to have other factors to consider besides just everybody just gets the game. Like in a perfect world, you, you would just be able to put Last of Us 2 on the PC and on the Xbox and even on the Switch with almost no compromises. Or some compromises I to the. I don't think this, I don't think it would go to the switch just because there's, there's, there's no hardware there. It's okay, just... let's let's take the switch out. But I'm just saying, like you know, in a perfect world, you could just put it on the PC, Xbox, and PS4, and then everybody gets to play it without any barriers. But it's it's a more complicated thing than just oh, let's make this game not exclusive. Like you know, it 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 did take like a lot of the money that goes into developing these games, at least exclusives on the Sony side. A lot of the money goes towards the game development itself and not about like, okay, how about we put resources to port this game on this other console um, as well. You know, it's like Tom was saying, I mean, <laughs> Jinjima was saying earlier like about that. So, it, it, I mean, it always sounds nice, right? Everybody gets a piece of the pie, 
it, it would be nice that everyone... It's not everyone. Gets, everyone has access to the piece of the pie. Well, <laughs> yes, but that's not... That's not all there is to it. Um, because it's easy to say that, but doing it and being able to do it, it's completely different. Like I say, go look at the 360 generation and you will... And look at the Epic Game games. They all look so alike. And that's why like a lot of them suffer like from identity like you know like you if you were to trying to sell your game but it looks like the other game you're gonna lose some identity and you're gonna lose some sales and even at that point like you have to find a way to sell your game as a developer so and if your game is being like lost by another game that looks like your game like you're probably gonna lose sales to that game and there's plenty of examples on that as well um so i feel like just getting rid of exclusives as a whole it's a nice idea and it would be just a nice thing to do but i don't think it would be beneficial to to gaming itself like i feel like i'd rather right. just have some barriers and bring different kind of quality games up and then you can just you know like get a ps5 get an xbox and play them on there or hell if you own a you just, pc you just said like differentiate differentiation well, of, okay. so, of your game that, so that what, is, oh, no go ahead i was just saying that just creates more fierce competition to make a better quality game but like tales of shishima that's coming to pc uh plague's tale of innocence that's on pc too uh control amazing game is also on pc like, it's very doable, and I, I think it would be to the benefits of all consumers. But how are the sales on those games? How is what? How, how are the sales on those games? That's another so, thing, Witcher right? Witcher 3, the sale, it sold well on every platform. Well, I'm, I mean, the Witcher 3, though, that's not... Yeah, and Cyberpunk's also going to sell well on every platform. Yeah. <laughs> but you're comparing, also, uh, you're also comparing the only one studio that does it well compared to every other studio that doesn't. So you're basically nitpicking at the one of the best studios that we have available and saying, why can't everybody do what CD Projekt Red can because not everyone is CD Projekt Red, bro. And, and there's also, not, not just like not everyone is CD Projekt Red. Not all studios are are amazing. And if and they're also, not amazing, then they shouldn't really be able to compete. Yeah, and also not all studios are willing to re like um, get rid of that profit that they get for as an exclusive thing. I mean, as soon as it goes on to other other places, they're gonna lose some profit even though they do get it as it being an ip uh, intellectual property but they also you know if let's say there's a sequel or something um and it becomes a console seller and they get a kickback for that um you know it, it's a strategic thing as well to make something exclusive and there's also um they, the developers tend to get little kickbacks for making something exclusive for a certain amount of time and that's primarily towards the what platform it's coming out on um so there is a lot of benefits um to being exclusive as well as benefits for not being exclusive um, it really depends on what the console uh gods decide with it so i mean on either side i believe there's there's definitely good points i would say like the the, the a lot of the benefits from exclusivity 
is with the people making the money because they get to double dip or even triple dip and make yeah. a lot of money. It's just like Nintendo. They literally survive off that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're Same not as with their IP, and so they make money. Yeah. And there's a lot of little intricacies and nuances when it comes to the whole market and, um, you know, what cause, what, what things that are not necessarily game related, um, that happens with exclusives that allow for future funding to make, let's say, um, uh, an IP so big as it is, um, compared to, you know, for example, like Halo and stuff. I mean, Halo was an exclusive thing for a while and it became super popular. And I think it comes down to if a title is known to be a success, like a real crazy success, a lot of the time with exceptions, obviously, um, the developer or the people or the console that it's coming out on is going to want that exclusivity because obviously they want all those sales to be on their console because they get that profit. Um, and either way, if it's successful, the developers will benefit, but not always the, you know, the console, the console or the, the whoever, you know, Microsoft or, X, or uh, you know, Sony or whatever. Um, so I think it's primarily driven by the console, uh, consoles themselves, you know, like the Sony's and the Nintendo's and stuff um, wanting that profit. Yeah. Like I, I don't think that if you magically got rid of exclusivity, that that the the pushers like of innovation in video games would suddenly just stop. Like I no, I don't the think Naughty Dogs are gonna continue. The CD Projekt Reds, like all these, like uh, that that's gonna keep going. The Sucker Punch is still gonna keep going. They're still gonna be pushing the envelope. Yeah, because it's not. Um the consoles fighting each other anymore at that point it's the titles following fighting each other yeah and, uh, i mean any any chance we could get more money into the developers is better but i guess at the same time we want a console that is capable of continuously fulfilling the developers um projects so it's kind of uh maybe if anything the exclusivity there exclude the exclusives help the consoles uh, generate enough funds to enhance their uh, next generation uh, in some way, even though that usually comes through sales and not necessarily, um, you know. It, well, I mean, your know. console sales because of exclusives. So if you get rid of that, yeah. you get well, yeah. rid of reasons so to I, 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 sell. I think if you, if you got rid of exclusives, that given enough time, there wouldn't be Xbox or PlayStation. There'd be one console. I think there are. It's down to the decision of, I mean, I don't think that would ever be possible because there's always going to be competing companies and the com competition comes through exclusive, ex like exclusives and consoles that don't or have the least amount of exclusives, such as, you know, uh, Xbox usually are looked down upon because of that. Um, and that's why I, I can, I can see that P PS5 being such a success on sales without even selling yet because of the exclusives that will happen. Um, and I feel like it's a big issue for them or for uh, Xbox to have not, you know, the exclusives for however many years, and that's going to definitely affect them. Um, so 
I feel like it's still a key like a component in a console's success, regardless of if people like it or not. It's it's one of those things that we just have to deal with for for now. Yeah, I mean, because if you get rid of exclusives, you I, I that's what I said. Like I think you would just get rid of like sales. Like there's no reason to purchase that product anymore. Um, or there's if if for example, right? Like I already have a good computer. If this, they decide, like I told you this before, if they decide that on the Xbox there's no longer gonna be exclusives, and then they decide on the PS5 that I'm gonna be able to play all my games on my PC as well, I'm guaranteeing you right now I would not be buying a console just because I already invested so much money in my computer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, on you. I mean, no, I wouldn't, uh, because the reason I keep playing games on my console is just because one one of the things is like I get to chill and then on my 4K TV, right? And chill on my Yeah, that's, on my that's room. one of the big draws to consoles. I could also you just set it up and you're chill, you're comfy, you don't sit at a desk. But another big factor is the only games I can play on my PS4. If I if I could play all those games on my P on my PC, I would just hook up my computer to my TV like I used to do and just game on there as well uh it just changes my mindset completely if you decide to say okay i'm not longer we're like i can play halo on my playstation on my pc and my xbox um or last of us on any console it's like at that point obviously i want the highest fidelity because that's the only differing factor that would make a difference like that would be the only thing the only thing at that point is like okay what is the most powerful system at this point and i would go with that one um, because that's what I would want from it. Yeah, and that's the best thing for you as a consumer to get. But if, but if, for example, I'd rather just play on my PS4 because of the games that they make on there, and then the experience doesn't... Basically, I can't find this experience anywhere else besides on this console. That's what pushes me to buy that console. So, What if, what if the elimination of exclusives also drive even more fierce competitions for the consoles for Microsoft and for Sony because now you now, if you get rid of that barrier now it's who has the better console like that's you you need to get creative with it you need to give more for less and you're going to get the sales I mean I just think that it would basically make it more difficult to sell your product at that point um, because if you if you do if you do get rid of exclusives completely like I say, you're just gonna. Most people are gonna go with the thing that they can afford, the f number one, the thing that yes, they can afford, right? And the second thing, um, okay, if you're saying more for less, if I were to buy an Xbox Series Xbox, uh, Series X, because <laughs> stupid name, <laughs> if I were to just purchase that itself, I'm gonna get more value than putting a computer with the same kind of specs together today. So I get more for less at that point because I'm buying that console. So not all, like the reason that also consoles are good is because you're able to get high-end gaming or a very good well, well, a very good system to play games that are not going to like put such a big dent on, on the pocket. So that's another reason why consoles are good. And yeah, that's, that's another reason why I said con eliminating 
exclusivity wouldn't delete consoles from the market. It would it would create more competition, more consoles at that yeah, point. That, is but that not better? You get I, better products. It's it's just everything we're just going through. It's all everything. Even you're but, saying, but he, but exclusivity, he, all of it is better for consumers. Well, exclusivity are amazing things to have as a business because they're safety nets. They guarantee your console sales sells. Well, okay. So you're fucking so, over the consumer, so you can guarantee money in your pocket. It's very smart business strategies, but it's not pro consumer, and that's what I'm saying. Uh, access I'm, to the players. Okay, sure. Like the profitability is still there. Like again, CD Projekt Red. Again, I don't think Naughty Dog would stop being the success it is if it all of a sudden had to also pump out Last of Us Two for Xbox and for PC. Maybe not. Maybe not. You're, but at the same the time, stay great. I, I mean, I would want to agree with that, but I've seen plenty of greats that don't stay great. Um, I mean, I could, and I could mention great, a couple. Of, don't stay great. Do they I, fail? I could mention a couple of studios for you. You know, I don't want to say Mass Effect, but I could point out Mass oh, Effect hey, for oh, you. Yeah, Mass Effect. I can point out to you uh, what happened with Bungie. I can point oh, out to hey. you what happened with Three Four Three Industries right now. There's plenty of studios that don't don't make it through. Yeah. And, and Mass yeah. Effect, that was a multi-platform developer. Don't yeah. You know, and and then this the great don't stay great. So what you're saying doesn't always stay true at all because if if you have if you have someone that backs you up to sell a system right like sony and naughty dog right so if you have sony telling naughty dog look we if you guys make such a great game we're gonna give you a bonus we have more incentives whatever right so as a business way as a business factor it's better to have exclusives as a consumer it's better to not have exclusives but at the same time, is it a reality that when you get rid of exclusives, the quality will remain? Because I have seen quality diminish on many other developers through different platforms. Like, there's like, okay, so if you look at Red Dead Redemption 2, um, if you look at it on the PS4 Pro and the PS4 and then the Xbox One and then the Xbox One X and then you look at the PC, the quality and then the frame rates drops are not all equivalent at that point. So when you have that much variety, you still you don't you still lose some part of quality. You're not gonna lose a dramatic amount, but you will still lose some quality when it comes to multi-platform games development and that's just something that happens regardless of of the developer and then you get to see inconsistency here and there because of because of the architectures so now if you start if you get rid of exclusives that basically you bring more console competition right so when you bring more console developers you bring more architectures you bring more different things that's another thing that developers have to put into consideration and then, for example, if there's a there's a one engine that can run it all, like Unity, you're gonna see majority of games just use Unity as itself. You're gonna see majority of games just use Epic as itself. So then, no, you're no longer gonna care too much about 
engines anymore. You're just gonna go to see okay, which game, which game out of all these ones with the same engine is worth playing, and see, maybe you're just adding to my point though, because but, now you you just added you're another factor. You, you're creating you're com more competition in the engine makers. You're, so you're now creating more incentives. complexity, which are, yeah. which and the complexity is not a good thing, not always. I don't think bringing complexity is a bad thing too. I don't think bringing complexity to game development more is better. Like, like if anything, I feel like it could take away from development time towards the title, just to make sure that it runs on everything else to some degree. I don't know. I think we would have a different, a different world overall if we decide to get rid of exclusives completely. Like I, I don't know what we will see. I feel like we're gonna go into a market of like mobile games. I feel like that's what it's gonna uh, go down no, to. No, because the market, that that market, the the market for games that are like Last of Us, like God of War, like Us of the Tsushima, like Dark Souls, like Call of Duty, still exists. Just because you get rid of exclusive doesn't mean you automatically convert everyone to a mobile gamer. Like that 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 is huge leap well what i'm You're, saying we get to see more we're gonna picture. we're gonna get to see more fifas we're gonna get to see more call of duties we're gonna see more maddens we're gonna see it i guarantee you we're gonna see more repetitive shit than we see already that's what i think's gonna happen if you go that route and i mean it's a possibility because some publishers obviously maybe maybe Maybe, like you're saying, maybe Naughty Dog doesn't, right? Maybe Naughty Dog decides to always stay quality and then, and that's it. So, like I say, in a perfect world, it'd be nice to get rid of all the factors. Everybody gets to play everything everywhere. Everybody's happy. That would be nice. Why not? <laughs> but I, I just don't think that... I don't think that the people would take their chances on creating games that don't sell um, if you get rid of exclusive games like if you get rid of exclusive console for content I feel like the the risk factor they don't want to take it anymore I feel like as a business you don't want to take any more risk and if you want to reduce the amount of risk on something you're just going to create more of the same and uh, that uh, it doesn't just make that doesn't make any sense to me because when you get rid of exclusives, you're creating more competition. So you're driving innovation already by that. So you need you have to make the best game to make the most money. I mean, what, what separates this developer from that developer when then there's like the same type of game? Okay, so sure, but, one? but the that, thing is. Days. There's already multi-platform developers, aren't there? Aren't there many? Yeah. And then how many of them create high-quality games? Like how many? Uh, Plague Tale of Innocence. That's the one game that's very high quality. Control I, I, have, I haven't another. played that one. You can. I can keep naming. Plague Tale is a pretty good game. And how many of By those? The way, I got it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. So. But. Um, uh, I appreciate appreciate the podcast. I gotta take take off, um, but uh, thank you for including me. So. <laughs>
We didn't even really do an episode. It's more like a random I know, I conversation. I think this is good. I think all this is, is pretty good. But I got to take off. Um, uh, so I'll see you guys later. <laughs> that was good. All right. All right, man. Take care. Thanks, so, guys. Bye. So I guess if you want, like, you want to cut it here, that's fine. And then probably uh, add your own, like, impromptu intro to this. So just be like, Hey guys, this is not the normal format we usually do a podcast in, but we had a really good good conversation. And this is what we got, and then just put the podcast in there. Yeah, probably. Uh, that's probably what I might have to do. I might call this something else, <laughs> like instead of our it's, our normal it's still a podcast. No, it is. It is. Um, but it doesn't really have an introduction. I didn't really get a. I didn't start recording until we we're a couple of minutes in. Yeah, because we've been at it for like three hours now, almost. Yeah. So that's not good. <laughs> but okay, I guess to finish the podcast, might as well finish my last thought about the exclusives, and then you can go ahead and reply to that as well. So I feel like if you want to get rid of exclusives, it will be better for the consumers. Like, but as a business perspective, I feel like people will play it safer and we won't get to see I, I think the thing that I don't I don't want to lose would be high quality games uh, because most of the highest quality games to me have been exclusive games that Witcher 3 is a great game um, it's not a perfect game it's a great game same, but then again, every game is great, but no, no game is perfect either. I think get rid of exclusives, though. Like I said, it could make things more complicated. It could also bring more competition, more gaming variety. Who knows? But I, because the thing is, because what I've seen in the past, I think it will repeat. That's why I tell you, okay, you get to see, you go at the 360 PS3 era, you go look at the Epic Engine. All games look alike so I don't want to go into a world where like all games look alike and if everybody decides to make another Fortnite everybody decides to just make Call of Duties make FIFA's because that's what's selling and everybody wants the different variation of that probably because that's why you have Apex and then you have Days and then you have like similar you have the similar games with the, like small differences and that's what I don't want. Like, I don't want to just get more of the same. And See, but it, I want you to realize in that world, you still get games that are special, well-made, polished, like, incredibly unique. And they still sell well. They Those coexist. I feel like you're... It's almost like your fear is that... So in a sense, when you get rid of ex exclusives, it's almost like strong-arming a market to force a market to sell this. Right? And when you open that up, it's now a completely free market, and you're afraid like the path of least resistance will be just clones after clones after clones. But there's not anything really there to necessarily dictate that is exactly what's going to happen. Because you always have your, your your leaders of industry, your pushers of innovation. Those always exist, and they always push. Because in a world of clones, 
you need to there's that company will always exist where they want to make a name for themselves to put themselves among the legendary developers who made amazing games told great stories incredible set pieces and worlds you still get that uniqueness uh, okay. regardless of that barrier of exclusivity but one thing that exclusivity does do it provides a lot of funding so at some point there i guess we just have to figure out who's gonna fund these studios and who's willing to put the m- amount of money on a particular studio and like you said like maybe all they has to do is like a proven studio that's the only way you could get that amount of funding right like if you are silly project red that's how they're I, I able will say to that's get a them. fair point like like you, you might miss some gems under the the, the wave because because I, I do understand that like sometimes exclusives allow for indie developers or developers that would need help otherwise to develop their game. Yeah, I understand. I, I completely understand that point, which would be like almost like a necessary thing that would happen. But I think the 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 outcome would be greater of greater benefit to everyone. You you might you might miss out on some gems, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. Like I say, I'm not, I'm not against multi-platforming. Everything is just I don't want to lose quality games because if they find, I don't know. I'm afraid that if you, for example, I feel like a lot of the things too. If you develop a game and your game doesn't sell, you can pretty much lose your company as a whole. Like, oh, of course, because games are so fucking expensive now. Like, so, so that's another thing that I find it very difficult to just get rid of exclusives, just because if you get rid of exclusives, um, you are essentially gotta figure out who's gonna fund your game, gotta figure out what's gonna happen, and if your game is not a success, that's it. <laughs> isn't that isn't that already doesn't that already exist though? Because but. You have your, your studios who make the game, the developers, but your publishers, you know, the ones that publish the game, are the ones who fund still. So it's it's an investment there. Yeah, it's always been an investment like that, yeah. Yeah, so that that, that that's still there. You still gotta... Now, but, a, but, a possible problem there is you might get pigeonholed by a publisher to get the funding that you would need. But I don't know. I don't know if you heard, right? Like, I don't know how much you hear about developers, but one, one example that I can think of is like, God of War, right? You uh-huh. know, um, Corey, Corey Balrog, the, the director of the game, um, he actually was under Square Enix uh, working on the new Tomb Raider. Mm. And then uh, he was the director for that game. And then he goes, okay, I have this vision. I want to be able to do uh, a single cam, one cut, one shot, full game with Lara Croft. It will do this, it will do that, right? And then Square Enix looks at him and goes, no, we're not funding that. <laughs> uh, we are not. We're not doing that at all, right? So, luckily, um, Sony took him back to Santa Monica Studios, and then he's and then he's like, okay, I have this idea, and they're like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna trust you guys to deliver this product, um, and basically, they took it. This is a thing that I do notice. I don't know if you know, but I do notice that Sony takes a lot of risk in making a lot of like exclusive games and a lot of unique and niche 
games like The Last Guardian, um, uh, freaking Shadow of the Colossus, like games that you like Journey, games that you wouldn't think uh, a lot of developers would bother with, right? So maybe Sony as a publisher and doing multi-platform games would be great for everyone. So I just wouldn't want that kind of like. Who knows? Maybe it's better for Sony if they decide to go multi-platform at that point, right? <laughs> yeah, like, um, what, like it, what you said with the director, dude. It's like what happened with Hideo Kojima when Capcom told him you can't do that. Yeah. So, all right, fuck you. I'm gonna go over here. Yeah. And do my vision over here, and it sells. So the Capcom is the one that loses, and the and him who chose over here, he. Konami. That, that's right. Yeah. yeah Konami. Yo, Konami, not Capcom. <laughs> but no, but. But but yeah, I mean I don't know. I I think I think it's it would be better for the consumer to not have exclusives. But I I think it wouldn't be an as an easy like clean slate without bringing complications. And I don't know what would happen with a lot of the funding. I don't know if we would still get the same amount of. Who knows? Maybe just the thing is like when you look at some. Of the old previous generations, when a lot of games were multi-platform, a lot of games were multi-trash, <laughs> and and even even majority of games, even that are even developed nowadays, it's not like a lot of them are that good. Like, I, I think that's just so you know the there's like a mathematical principle, right? I forgot what it was called. Uh, is it Moore's law? I don't know. I don't remember the name anymore. But it 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 applies to everything. For some reason it's like realize like the best of the best games is like le- is less than one percent 99 percent of games are dog shit it's just how it is they're not as well made as the best of the best and the best of the best are far, few and far in between if when you consider it like that and that will continue to happen whether or not exclusives exist yeah maybe maybe that's true um, it's like uh, the bell curve right like all yeah. the best games are at the very bottom but most games are in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we would lose more. We would lose more. Um, the thing, the reason that I feel like we would lose more is just when I look at Microsoft and I look what they've done with their exclusives, it's like, what, why? What did that happen with them? I, I don't know. It just, it could be just bad management. It could be many different things. But, that's my fear of that happening across that, that happens regardless though that, that happens like yeah sony has been able to keep it up but at some point they can very easily turn pivot the wrong way and they go straight down and and then you have then they become like bioware but great legacy but right now what's bioware's trash yeah it is and then or like or like fallout and then like yeah, I mean that's, that that exists regardless. It, it does exist regardless, but like I said, one, but that's a perfect example of a company becoming complacent, complacent with what they already have. Yeah. You know? So so if they're okay with the amount of revenue they're receiving, and for example, Sony does this goes through the same route, and more people are complacent with it or etc so we start getting more fifas like i said earlier get more call of duties more more fortnites and then there's a loss of identity again yes there will always be those few games that come too far 
too little between, right? Because at least when you have exclusives, at least on the Sony side, you get to get a couple new games every year that stand out. That they're like, okay, that they're the talk. So if if there was a way that we could just get everybody to play every any game on any system, I mean, obviously that's always better for everyone, right? Except for, yeah. except for maybe for for the console makers, because that means that they will probably sell consoles less consoles to some degree. I don't know. I don't know how the market would shift, but you yeah, can. Yeah, it would definitely shift some way. I, I don't it might. I don't know how it would shift, because I know some people if they could play some PC games on console, they would. Yeah. So I you, mean... the shift would be both ways, and I think you know. It, not just in like developing video games but in running a business in general complacency always leads to your failure and it can be applied to things you do in everyday life too complacency leads to failure and i think regardless of exclusives companies will get complacent and they will fall and others will come up and take their place and that's just how it's always been yeah there's, um, there's some that can always just keep it up, but not all. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. Like I said, uh, if we can find a way to not have exclusives, I mean, obviously, that would always be like, that's the better... That's That would always be the better option, right? No consumers. I just think that... I don't see a future where we could have that as a possibility yet. Because if you were to just get rid of exclusives, it's kind of like why you have a costco on your sam's club <laughs> you go there for different products so it's like you use some something for a different you use a certain product for a different thing so at that point i think it's just gonna reiterate that what you were saying that at that point you just gotta focus on features and go from there yeah basically um so i don't know i think i think it's always better to go with um with exclusives i mean it would be better to not have exclusives but right now i feel like a lot of at least sony is concentrating on exclusives i mean nintendo concentrates on the exclusives um and you see extreme success on there so i guess at the end of the day the only reason for a manufacturer like sony Microsoft and Nintendo to not do exclusives is to not want to sell consoles anymore and just be publishers. Because um, at that, I don't know, I don't know how Nintendo would act to the market because they put Nintendo games on phones nowadays. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how the gaming industry would shift, but what's better for the consumer is always a good thing. You know, I'm not gonna go and say it's not. I just feel I just don't want. I guess my fear, like I say, was probably I just don't want the quality to drop <laughs> if that were to become a case. You know. Yeah, that that's always a fear. I so, mean, regardless of what happens, you never want the quality to go down. Yeah, so that would be my only, my only major like negative thing. Like I said, I don't want to just see clones of clones of clones, and I don't want quality to drop. Um, but just because if you reduce the funding to some degree, because when you, when you go become a publisher and you have more developers, 
you're obviously not going to do funded equally for every developer either you're gonna select and choose who you want to provide more funding for but since you have more you you, you have more um more developers maybe the funding amount that you can provide is a lot less so who knows if that could pay uh pay into having a reduction on on the quality of some games but maybe not all games but you know i feel like maybe a game like last of us 2 could suffer some if they were to reduce their funding you know um so yeah i don't know i feel like it's not It'd be nice, right? Like it's just a perfect world. It'd be nice that everybody gets to play anything on anywhere. <laughs> That's what Google's doing with their goddamn Stadia. It's increasingly getting like that, just because it seems like, um, you know, in the past, PCs in general with their their hardware leaps from generations were enormous compared to consoles. But now that gap is starting to close more and more. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe in the past, I would say exclusives would not be a good idea just because of hardware differences to such a high degree. But where it is right now, right now is a great time to start eliminating exclusives because the hardware gaps are much closer than they've ever been before. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong there. Uh, I would agree with that. Like, and and then I mean the entire point of this conversation is like I'm just trying to think why would be good idea to keep exclusives, right? And obviously, I have to try and force myself to think of the other side of keeping exclusives because as a consumer, like I said, like as a consumer, if you decide to put my Xbox game, my PS5 game on my PC, I'm going to go for PC just because. I already have a good PC. Um, like, this is the reason, like, you know, like, I've always chosen consoles for majority of my life just because that's what I've had access to. And then when I play my games on the PC, I mean, I show you Crisis, I show you a lot of games that I like to play on the PC, but guess what Crisis was? Crisis was a PC exclusive, which is the reason that I wanted, like, kind of why I said, oh, I kind of want more reasons to play my PC for more games like Crisis, like the very first one. Um, are you, but nowadays that's not longer the, that's no longer what most developers look at. Most developers just look at what can sell the most. And since, and that's why we have games that are not longer like PC exclusives. We see more multi-platform games from most of the uh, PC developers because the money is in consoles. Um, and it's kind of funny, right? Like. I don't think I think that is why we're not gonna get rid of exclusives anytime soon just because money is on consoles and I feel like they get more uh, a bigger pot of the you know a bigger pot when they release games on consoles but if you were to add more consoles to this right because if you get rid of exclusives then that means there could be a, an increase of consoles right yeah so so at that point it's like which one has the best features like we were saying earlier and i don't know i i don't know what the world would look like <laughs> i don't know if it would be like kind of like the arcades you know because each um just different different kind of games 
on all these kind of like arcade systems that they're all basically similar but different you know so like that no exclusivity thing we used to be more to like uh yeah i don't know it, it, it's kind of interesting to think of a world without exclusives just because there has never been one and i don't think there will be one at least not until like vr becomes the main the main emphasis <laughs> So, I don't fully expect, you know, uh, what's it called? Exclusives to be able to disappear entirely, you know? But I, I think exclusives between Microsoft and Sony and PC, those could easily be alleviated and it, and it would be to the benefit of all. But I don't, things like VR, I don't know, VR and like Nintendo. I don't know. It, wouldn't it be dope to see like Breath of the Wild, like pushed to its limits, versus on on the Switch, which is not amazing. I mean, this like is... my way dream is like Last of Us Two on my PC, just as a as a uh, what's it called, a uh, tech demo, bruh. That's like my wet dream to play a zombie game. PC with a level of fidelity of Last of Us 2, which could be pushed even more. I don't know how much more on PC, but regardless, it's beautiful. Yeah, of course. I mean, like I said, like you're going to be able to see enhancements in the PS5 at least. But, I mean, how can I say this? So, seeing a greater frame rate, higher resolution, Maybe a little bit of better textures. It's nice. It's always going to be like a, the cherry on top, right? But the full ice cream will still be the same. If that makes any, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I, I think the body of the product, like the very essence, like the, the hard work and writing and story, world building, I think that stays the same regardless of exclusivity. And I think allowing it to be accessible from every console and PC just you know enable it to be better it's like oh yeah technically if you played God of War on PC it'll look better but you can still play it on PS4 or Xbox One and it'll still look really good it might look better on PC but if you don't have a PC get it real cheap on console it's not a big deal yeah um, I guess another thing is like even if you were to push the limits on the visual aspect, I guess, if that's all there is to the game, then it's kind of like empty shell <laughs> to oh, some of degree. Oh, kind of 100%. like kind of like Skyrim and your modifications, right? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. So you still need you know, it's so, like you can have your car that looks like a Lamborghini, but if the engine's dog shit, then the car is awful. It's funny because they've added like um, I know I don't know how much you know about cars, but like you could do like a Ferrari conversion to an MR2, and Ferrari conversion by that that means the body looks like a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just think it's I don't know, who knows, man. Would I want to not be an exclusive? Of course, because that basically everybody wins, right? 
I just, yep. I just don't see, I just don't see that happening, I guess. And then, I don't know, maybe a lot of the things that I was thinking about, maybe I'm just overthinking things or, or who knows. But I think it's just my fear of losing quality will always be there just because when I look at Microsoft and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what happened here? And, and you know they have the funding of Microsoft to do amazing things. And oh, 100%. So, can, I just looked at that so many companies, though. Like Bioware? What happened? Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's the thing. I just don't want that to happen. And maybe that's why I'm thinking of, way, of things that make exclusives better. You know? Maybe, maybe my fear of, like, wondering about losing this much quality over some series like i i saw it in fallout i saw it in mass effect i, I you know saw it in freaking skyrim I, I don't know people love that game but i just couldn't get into it just because of i, I felt like it was just empty shell i i just don't want that to just happen across most good developers you know but I feel like that that's gonna be something that happens regardless of exclusives or not. So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent something that happens regardless of exclusives. And like it's like, remember in 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 uh, in Spider Man, Homecoming. Is it, I think Homecoming, the second one, right? Far With from Tony. home. Yeah, Far from Home. Or no, I, I don't remember which the one. The second one is Far from Home. The first one uh, is. The first, I think it's the first one. Homecoming. Or, or, that one has or, the vulture. Yeah, yeah, when Spider-Man goes to, to Tony Stark, you know, I'm nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it. It's like, if you can't keep it up, then you shouldn't stay up with the greats. It's like, you you gotta keep keep it up. Yeah. You get complacent, and you, sh you should lose. Yeah, you're you not wrong. money, business. Essentially, I guess the conclusion of this uh, this particular topic will always be like, get rid of exclusives is good for the consumer and it's not good for the companies so it probably won't happen <laughs> um i think that i i don't know or what do you think you think there's a different conclusion to this question of no not really i mean it's always it's a hundred percent better for the consumer across the board yeah and i think i think you know i think it might result in some monetary losses at first for companies, but I think they would recover and make even more money towards as as it develops. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, like I say, I think I think based on my ideology of exclusivity is due to the fact of fear of losing quality, <laughs> and and yep. that and that's that's my greatest thing that I feel like it would happen. But I don't. I could be a hundred percent wrong, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know. That's why I'm like, whenever I play a good game that's exclusive for a console, I'm like, okay, why isn't this also available? This level of quality over here, like it should be, and it can be. It just isn't. It's it's I don't know. It's very odd. Yeah, I mean, that's. 
That's funny. That's the reason that I keep playing exclusive games on my PS4. Like, I feel like the quality of most games, at least on the PlayStation, have a bare minimum of like good. <laughs> you know, like or like always like it's it's not it's never garbage. Like say, say what you want about Last of Us 2 story, right? If you the game itself is good. Like you don't have to like the story, but the It's polished, it's well made. It, the devil design is fantastic. I feel yeah. like like there's so many good things about it, right? Take story apart, it's amazing. So that's the thing. Like I feel like I, that's the reason that I keep buying Sony exclusives is because I always suspect that quality to be there to some degree, and yeah. I don't. I don't have like I know it doesn't always happen. There's always that one game that doesn't make it. Um, like the Order eighteen eighty six. Yeah, I know that. Um, honestly, I thought it was a great game, but. He needed more than what he gave us. Like it should have been more game, like like like, like that game deserves a sequel because a sequel could fix all the issues the first game had and it could be a great series. Um, but the quality aspects, such as like visually, was fantastic looking. Um, the game, the story was really good. Um, I just wish there was more more to that game than how short it was you know because it was a very short game mm-hmm. so at least but when i look at the microsoft exclusives and what they've done with them it's like look at crackdown 3 man <laughs> look at halo 5 um at least they haven't screwed forza which is good but then you start looking at what they did with the rare what they do with a lot of the studios and they and they're they're the ones who are the ones who are not caring for exclusives you know they are like the ones I can point to. Look at that, and that's what I'm afraid of, and that's what's happening there. But that's the reason I'm afraid of it. So I guess my my fear is not unjustified either. You know, like it, I feel like I have some sort of like justification to have it, to some degree. But maybe, maybe I'm just like, I just see that and I try to apply it as a whole towards everybody. But maybe mm-hmm. that's just Microsoft, right? That's just yeah. their problem, not everybody else. And maybe, and maybe I'm just afraid that they're going to bring it to everybody else. But that's illogical to some degree as well. Yeah. Like exclusivity also doesn't save a game, like an IP. Yeah. Like, give an example, like Resistance, great game, didn't sell super well, and it's kind of, where why was Resistance for? Come on, Sony, I want it. Well, <laughs> after playing Resistance Three, you know why there's no Resistance Four, but. Um, yeah. uh, but honestly I would love a reboot of Resistance series it was like make it more like number 3 and you got like yes <laughs> that's another that, yeah who knows man so I don't know I think this is a good place to actually stop the complete podcast um, unless yeah. there's anything else you want to say no I got everything else awesome I mean thank you guys for another episode for Gamers Enclave, the podcast for the gamer in you, in today's Sunday Game Scramble.